Oh my goodness, yeah, I love it. Mm. Hello? Is there somebody there? It's the Deliver Us Some Evil podcast, motherfucker. No, 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 no. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tori. You fucking bitch. Alright, so people don't know the context, but she was like pressing that button, and then I'd go, oh yeah, fuck yeah, you, press oh, the button. God. Oh no. yeah. And then she like unpressed, she's like, I can't put that in the show. It's too inappropriate. So that's why you got that little, like, little, little outside, the little. Oh my uh, god. At the beginning Stop. just there. Oh god. <laughs> Welcome like, to Deliver Us Some Evil. I am uh, Elijah oh my Motherfucking god. New and, and today I'm joined by the lovely voluptuous Mel November. Mel, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hi there. Second episode in a row, I almost fucked up the intro. That time it would have been <laughs> your fault. <laughs> but come on, you have to love that. Uh, no, I don't. Because we are officially in the porn business, Mel. Our oh podcast is god. a porn podcast. No, we're not. We are shooting normal porn for normal people that's what we do no we're not yes we are people jack off to my voice Just, <laughs> okay like if i that said actually it happens please don't tell me oh, oh tell me no. i want to know i want to know what kind of freaks jacking off to my voice no i got a voice for radio mel that's what i've been told my whole life and i'm you gonna face for radio i got the i got the face for a radio a face that my mother couldn't love oh my god and no matter how hard and she tried your punching career it into as a the memoirist right shape built. no man uh, I like to think I'm a memoirist but really I mean who's gonna read the fucking drivel right anyways but speaking of family speaking of porn we gotta talk about today's holiday Mel cause it is yes. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is the day of food porn so I'm gonna go <laughs> on Instagram I'm gonna go on fucking Snapchat I'm gonna go on X X gonna give it to you oh you're video. supposed to do that no, that's, that's the outro but I'm, I want to see all you white bitches posting pictures of your fucking food and your auntie with the big tits and the wrinkly ass. I want to see all that. I want to see a picture of your mom, your 80-year-old mom, holding the turkey. The big, voluptuous, just golden, crispy turkey. You just want to stroke that turkey. And I want to stroke that turkey leg. I want to stick that turkey leg up my ass like it's a goddamn <laughs> butt plug. Oh I want to rub God. the gravy and the grits and everything on my nipples. And I want you to hit me with a block of cheddar. I'm going to make it real nasty up in I'm going to make a dinner for you you bitch that's why i think about thanksgiving <laughs> and i mean we could sit I could, you're lucky because i had a joke set aside about like genociding like the three indians are left just you know reminisce on the good old days for thanksgiving but i didn't i didn't go there and you should be proud of me thank you thank you thank you Thank you. I love you all. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, on theme of, you know, speaking of communities coming together and having some fun. Oh, my God. And, and also, I know that, nothing about what this episode is you about. Know I do nothing. not know You're the like topic. You're like Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I've never seen that show yet. I somehow know that, which my life is ruined. Yes. Uh, it is ruined. I know more about, like, Game of Thrones than I want to, and I've never fucking seen the goddamn show. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Uh, at this point, yeah. I might as well just watch the fucking show. I don't know about that. I don't know either, man. So, <laughs> also, you didn't tell me that I didn't hit the fucking timer. The timer. Bitch. You, you bitch. You're the one who was like, oh, the timer's been running. It's almost been 24 nah, hours. I'm a perfect being in an imperfect world. <laughs> right? I never make uh, a mistake. Well, you're three minutes and 40 seconds off on your timer, just so <laughs> you know. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the time because we are here for the people. We will that is spit correct. into the tin can until we feel like we are dehydrated enough. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me get some hot cocoa in here. 
At this point, it's probably lukewarm cocoa. No, it's it's, it's like it's like it? bath warm, bath water warm, bath water yeah. warm. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that bitch was selling bath water. The e girl e e whore. No, I was just imagining like you in a, a bathtub full of hot cocoa. That was disturbing. <laughs> Honestly, I I would want a picture of that and put that on our like on our Twitter, <laughs> man. <laughs> Just me, but just you like, need a lot of whipped cream. Yeah, no, no, no. You see, what, what, what it would be is like I'd be like I'd be like floating like like on my back in the bathtub, and then I'd have like like a pile of marshmallows on my dick. But okay. it would still be like dick shape. <laughs> yes, man. That, that's what we would have. And then you can put like a cherry uh, this on my is nose definitely douche quality. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm so over here All rubbing right. my rubbing my leg over here because it's itchy, and I just think about hot cocoa, man. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Hot cocoa. Oh shit! They found me. This is the police, man. <laughs> they fucking found us. <laughs> no, 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 no one cares about us. They don't. They don't give a shit. The FBI isn't even looking for me. Surprisingly. Uh, but yes, no. We, we were talking about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's yes. a great day. It's one of my favorite holidays. It's the day that fat men get to shine. <laughs> oh right? my god. Women, they get the they get Christmas. They get Valentine's Day. They get Mother's Day. They get Father's Day. If you wear a dress and have a dick, but but I want all people to know thanksgiving's fat man holiday if you say so i I say so it's a day that we aren't being restricted by society by having to face the daily oppression that belts and suspenders and garters like force us fat people to live in fear of so you want to be sitting at the table and it's your belly that pushes you away yes. at some point. I don't want my family to push me away. I want my belly to push me away. <laughs> <laughs> push me back from the table. <laughs> and wheel wheel me up wheel me up next to grandpa who probably died. Let's watch the football game. <laughs> uh, no, but speaking of family coming together and the holidays and just the communities, we are gonna be talking today about drum roll. Give that Katrina cannibals. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's I a, didn't really it's hear a about this at the special. time. I always got to shoehorn cannibalism there somehow. You do. You know, it's, eating it's, it's becoming food, a douche tradition. Now this is our second Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah, second Thanksgiving, and they'll both involve some sort of cannibalism. Yeah. Although this one, I can't really say. Like, it's, it's more of a cannibalism adjacent. <laughs> it's like the the crystal light of cannibalism. <laughs> they they call it oh, cannibalism, that's bad. but I don't think they could confirm nor deny cannibalism. Occurred. Whoever wants to be in that position, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny the cannibalism. I did not have sexual relations so, with that woman's thigh. I did not. So you eat know her. something, but you're not really sure uh, you should share uh, it. Honestly, that that whole thing with Bill Clinton on the news would have been really weird if he said, "I did not eat that woman, but I ate her out." <laughs> That's nah, definitely an Eli. Joke. I mean, they saw pictures of him with a uh, was it the the chick who was like 12, sex trafficked or whatever. I mean, it's not surprising to me at this yeah. point. But uh, I, I saw that pic and I'm just like, man, the Jews keep getting younger and younger. I don't they. <laughs> Get it? Because he was a Jewish woman. Uh, he was, you know, getting blowjob from. Oh. Sorry, that one went. Uh, that one, that, that well, one that went, went sideways. It went over your head like the dress. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but we're not here to talk about the Democrats. We're here to talk about what the other shit that they did. The other white meat. <laughs> <laughs> the other, other, other white meat. No. Nah, yeah. Anyways, all right. So the Katrina cannibal. Now, what do you know about the Katrina cannibal? I know cannibal? nothing. I didn't even hear about anything about it at the time. You didn't I hear don't know anything about the time. You know, no, like you mentioned it. It's like 2006. What were you doing in 2006? 2006. Yes. I don't know. Somewhere doing something. Yeah, that's 2006. Like, yeah, 2006. <laughs> no, I, I remember. I remember Katrina. I remember what. Yeah. yeah. What do you remember most about? What's your favorite part of Katrina? 
Oh, my God. No, it was really awful. And then there were people in my neighborhood who were going down there in caravans to help people and stuff like that. Oh, uh, the white guilt. I love the white guilt. No, I, I help people. My, my uncle, he, uh, he, he was, he's a pastor. He had... He had my grandpa fill up a horse horse barn a horse trailer full of yeah. you know like so like donated you know furniture and stuff and they went down there. Yeah, it was a real sad time. A lot of people learning how to swim for the first time. I can't laugh at that. Is it too soon? But you kind of wanted to. Like no. A I, I'm I, just I'm, I, I, I'm talking because it's saw, an audio medium. No, no, you see, I saw the corners of your mouth lift up to like slightly. Like it's a not millimeter. actually funny to me. It's, okay, here's the thing. All right. How traumatizing is it for a child like me? Because I was a child at the time. I was really little. Watching people float around in the water. All right? You have to have a sense of humor. Otherwise, it eats you up. And speaking of getting eaten up. <laughs> and the, why, the reason why I asked you about this, because this was all over the news. And it was all over the news before a crime even occurred. Really? I, rem- I, yeah, I remember he- uh, hearing about these motherfuckers all over the news. It was, it was like one of those like Romeo and Juliet was stories. It was it on the amazing. news or was it on YouTube? The news, Mel. Really? Yeah, this is before YouTube. Come on, it's 2006. Huh, okay. YouTube wasn't like a thing until like 2008, I don't know, because I watched man. a lot of coverage of Katrina, and I don't remember this at all. Yeah, well, this was like Times Union, and like the newspapers mainly covered this. I think I saw a thing on like on the yeah. television like once or twice, but it kind of like ended really badly, so people just kind of like tried forgetting about it. <laughs> so let's just hop right into it before yeah, Eli cracks another, you know, let's swim joke, and yeah. people decide to tune off for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> so on October 17th, 2006, Around 8.30 p.m., the New Orleans Police Department got a call from the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel. Right. suspense. Ooh, suspense. The hotel was reporting, essentially, that a guest had jumped off the, the roof uh, top bar. Oh. And they had fallen seven stories and died oh. on impact from landing on top of a parking garage next door. Oh, dear. Yeah, really. It's really unfortunate. Damn. So emergency services arrived on the scene to find the body of 20-year-old Zach Bowen. Okay. And at first glance, the police saw that the, you know it's just nothing more than a guy you know you run of your mill run of the mill suicide. You know they yeah. probably seen a rash of suicides after because like a year after Katrina, yeah. so they probably saw a rash of suicides until like two thousand eight. You know yeah, just people depressed and you know They're being broke and shit. Yeah. yeah, their houses and everything they own completely gone. Family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just the poor people though, and the black people. But mainly the poor people. Mm. So, however, moments later, while searching his pockets, because that's what you do when you find a corpse, you loot him. <laughs> that's what video you games You sound like you know. know this from experience. Yes. Every time I kill a dude in a video game, I try to see if I can loot him. You don't even have to in GTA. Just walk near yeah, him. Yeah, just walk near him. And, you know, <laughs> the money's out there for me. It's like they want me to have it. <laughs> so they, they would find something that would not only confuse, but frighten all the police that were involved in the investigation. Oh, no. Because they're like, oh, it's a suicide. And then, like, the note wasn't, like, a suicide Oh, note. it was actually a note. I'm thinking, what did they find? Yeah. A human finger in his so, pocket or Bowen's something? So in Bowen's pocket was a plastic baggie. And within that baggie was a short note addressed to the police, his dog tags, and a key to his apartment in the French Quarter. Yeah, well, he was, at least he prepared, you know? Yeah, yeah, so he had everything ready. And the, yeah. the note contained Zach's address, along with the name of his landlord, and granting them permission for a search warrant, which I don't think is necessary. <laughs> think, like, but we appreciate he covered it, bro, his bases. But, he covered you know, his bases. Yeah. And I'm not going to, like, like I'll read you the note, and then, like, periodically throughout this story, I'll yeah. read you portions of his suicide note. Okay. In his words. It was really that long? Yeah, it was pretty long. Wow. So... Here's what the note said, the initial note. This is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took. 
If you send a patrol car to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend Addie in the oven, on the stove, and in the fridge. And a full signed confession from myself, Zach Bowen. Wow! Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> that, if I was one of those cops, I'd pockets, be like, you man. know, my shift is over. Sorry, you know guys. What? We're on Bourbon Street. Let's go I, get a drink. Yeah, this is. Although wow. it is New Orleans, so the cops are probably already drunk before they got on on, on the job. I mean, it's, it's cultural the, down there. I mean, on the one hand, it's that's incredibly disturbing. On the other, would it have been worse if he hadn't given them the, shall we say, heads up? Yeah, the, the too, is that too soon, Mel? All right, is that That's too soon? That's my attempt at dark humor. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> too okay, soon, I Mel. make this too is me soon. making an effort. Yeah, yeah, you make okay. that effort for all the men in your life. Oh my god, <laughs> I just can't imagine like opening the door and just be like, then the, the oh, guy like, turns. We will, we will get into oh, them opening man. the door. It turns man. around and says, "Nope, you guys are doing this one." We will get to opening the door <laughs> eventually. So Zachary Bowen was born on May fifteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Oh, he's not that much younger than me. Yeah, in Bakersfield, California. Hmm. Weren't you like Bakersfield I, or some shit? No, I, I was born in California. But no, not yeah, Cali girl, California. No, I always tell people I was born in California but never lived there. Now nah, you live there, bitch. <laughs> you, you're looking mad, guilty when you just before you took the set. You're just like, yeah, I definitely never lived in California. I didn't move there when I, I was I you disown, know, an adult. I disowned the communist. I, I, didn't, I didn't move the, back uh, there. The communist colony. So, were you in California when Arnold was was the governor? The governator. The only time <laughs> he was not governor in 1973. No. Oh, oh so you're not you're, you're denying that you moved back there in like your 30s. Okay, whatever. Okay. Okay. I woman. don't know where you get that from. Okay, well, I'm just you know I'm just saying I'm just saying you know it's I said it I now did. it's a part of canon. It's part of podcast <laughs> canon. Okay. So you're gonna retcon that shit. <laughs> retcon. Okay, Disney. <laughs> fucking undid everything that little Darth Vader did just because you want a fucking old man in a movie touching a little girl. Okay. Why don't you just film Biden with his daughter? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, is, that, is that too soon, too? <laughs> anyway, so he spent the majority of his childhood within the state of California. And for the most part, he had a pretty average you know, childhood. And it wasn't yeah. really anything too spectacular. You know, he had like the parents' divorce thing. You know, yeah, just the normal yeah. shit. So his entire life, Zach spent the majority of his time worrying about letting those closest to him down. Real, real stressed out kid. Yeah. And about how they perceived him and his successes and his failures. So this pressure seemingly began to catch up with Zach sometime around high school. Uh-oh. And the stress of dealing with his parents' divorce and life and puberty became way too much for Zach, and he decided that he needed to get a fresh start. So he moved from his mother's house in Sacramento to his father's in New Orleans. Probably not a bad move. That's probably a terrible move. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you want a fresh start and you want to get away from a stressful life, let's go to the place of Mardi Gras. <laughs> Every day is Mardi Gras. Yeah, let's be real yeah. here. Right? That's that's not a stress-free environment. <laughs> okay. So Zach graduated from high school, and at 18, he began to tend bar, because that's what you do. In fact, in New Orleans, if you're born there, you tend bar in the womb. <laughs> you're making cocktails for your mama. <laughs> so while working on Bourbon Street, of course, yeah. Zach met 28-year-old Lana Shupak. He must have been making good money, though. Probably not. No? He's, he's a bartender. Bartenders make good money. He's a bartender in New Orleans. He's barely making tips. 
Oh, Let's be real man. here. Let's be real. Those drunk motherfuckers are not tipping worth the goddamn thing. <laughs> all right, and the and the drink prices are overrated or like out overpriced anyway. So like, yeah. let's be real here. No one's really buying drinks. They're like buying like Schlitz and like fucking like PBR from like the gas station, <laughs> drinking oh, like a pack man. of that, and then go and order like one drink and then walk around <laughs> with it. Okay. You're like one of those fucking hurricanes, just walk around that shit. They're already drunk, they don't give a shit. All right, that's, that's New Orleans in the nutshell. And then you got some fat chick who's trying to do like a zip line, and she's pissing on everyone. And, oh you know, my God. All the hot ones come out at night when you're already too blasted to care. Yeah, that's I forgot you've actually been hot. there, right? Yeah, legal reasons I'm not allowed to say that I've been outside of New York State, but I might have seen a picture or two of New Orleans with my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Zach met 28 year old Lana Shupak while being a, a bartender and she was originally from Florida and worked in New Orleans as a stripper oh <laughs> oh okay so it's like the, but then again like if you're if you're a woman and you're in New Orleans you're either working at the bar or you're dancing at the bar oh my you know God. there's yeah. it's New Orleans it's, it's yeah. like it's like New Vegas it's like, I said New Vegas it's like Las <laughs> Vegas Except for there's like a alligators trying to eat or some shit. <laughs> All right. Like Las Vegas, except for the alligators. Yeah, okay. Except for the alligators. You know, the women are, you know, they're all covered fewer in... Fewer magicians, no, more no, alligators? See, it's, got, it's, got like, it's fewer magicians, and it's got the same amount of women covered in feathers. <laughs> Fucking, you know, figure that one out. So Zach, <laughs> Zach and Lana seemingly got along well, and the two started a steamy romance shortly after meeting. Because when you're 18, your dick gets Every, hard for everything. Everything's Every a steamy romance yeah. when you're 18. You're come just on, trying to man. Fuck everything. And <laughs> fuck her, he did. I mean, come on, you're 18, you got a 20 year old stripper. Yeah, fuck the shit out of her, man. No condoms, bitch. No condoms. I'm just saying. And as soon as Lana became Lana, Lena, Lana, as soon as she became pregnant, she was claiming that it was Axe. I wrote claiming because, again, when you get a, pregnant, a stripper pregnant, that baby's not yours. Trust me. <laughs> it will never be yours. <laughs> Uh, am I a scumbag? Maybe. I'm a monkey after all. <laughs> so jumping into a marriage, the two welcomed their son, Jackson, into the world. Because of course his name's Jackson. A Jackson. stripper mom, a bartender dad, the name's got to be Jackson. It's like Daniel Jackson. No, she's just preparing him to be in a mo motorcycle gang. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Maybe he went back to California. You know, Got a little tiny joined, truck for yeah, him as a newborn. A <laughs> little, little wife beater. A little wife beater onesie. <laughs> So Zach, wanting to be able to better provide for his new family, he decided to do the one thing that he could do, because, again, he had no education outside of high school. Oh, yeah. He joined the Army. Oh, yeah. And guess what was going on in, like, the early 2000s? Mel, what were we doing in the Middle East? Delivering bombs and freedom, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what we were doing. To all yeah. you fucking assholes out there saying, Osama bin Laden was a good guy. Oh, Yeah, geez. okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I hate America, but I don't hate America that much. <laughs> freedom. We're dropping freedom and bombs. Sometimes the freedom was on the bombs. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Like, you get like the UN. They go to like Africa and the Middle East. They drop you know like, like you know, care packages, yeah. like cookies and peanut butter and shit. We drop GI Joe <laughs> <laughs> on a little village and say this is ours now. <laughs> you got oil. <laughs> so anyway, so he, he decided, he's like, you know what? I have got nothing to do. I am a very stressed out person. Yeah. I need to provide for my family. Let's do a very, very relaxing job. Let's join the army. <laughs> and he was almost immediately sent to Iraq. Oh my goodness. And during his service, he rose to the rank of sergeant. 
but that would cost him to develop severe PST, PTSD. Yeah. PST, well, what the fuck's PSD? It's PTSD, which, of course, I mean, you go to Iraq in the early 2000s, yeah. you're going to just get it. Yeah. And after a few years on the front lines, Zach was discharged from the Army, which put a lot of stress on Zach, as he was given a general discharge and not an honorable discharge. Oh, was Do you it know for the mental health the reasons? No. I don't know. What's the difference? So the difference between the two is that a general discharge may make a veteran ineligible for certain benefits under whatever act that gives them, like, you know, shit when they get out, and like, yeah. you know, like, like you know, insurance and stuff, as well as exclude them from opportunities to work in other branches of the military or even at the federal level. Wow. So it's not a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing. You want the honorable discharge because you get all the perks to go with it. That's if you don't get the honorable discharge, you kind of like essentially wasted your entire time in the military. Wow. Like, I don't even know if people who get general discharges get pensions. I could be wrong, but I don't think they do. If you're in the military, that's, let me know. That's, but that's That's just my understanding of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, then again, I mean, it's early 2000s. They weren't trying to give veterans their pensions anyways. Oh, my God. So yeah. while a general discharge is nothing to be ashamed of, in general, Zach felt like he wasted his entire time in the Army and that he did not succeed at achieving anything. Yeah. And it's likely that the reason why he got a, dis uh, got a just general discharge is because he might have had some sort of infraction. Oh. Generally, if you had, like, even if it's, like, minor shit, they will yeah. literally just say, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you get no benefits. Uh, so when he came back from the army, Zach remained pretty tight-lipped about the things he saw. Oh. However, he does share one story that will haunt him for the rest of his life, which is not that very long after the after he comes back, honestly. Uh, so one day while on patrol, Zach befriended a young Iraqi boy. Okay. And days later, he found out that the same boy was killed as punishment for interacting with the Americans. Oh, my God. And because of this, Zach felt that he himself killed the boy and developed a severe case of survivor's remorse. Yeah. Which only further deteriorated his mental health, as you can wow. imagine. Yeah. And according to Lana, Zach was a different person when he came back, and it caused marital issues, which eventually led to their divorce. Oh, wow. And at this point, Zach and Lana had two children. Oh, my goodness. And Lana placed Zach on child support immediately. Because you can't trust yeah. bitches, which further fueled his stress and feelings of not being good enough. Yeah, and that's a, that's a mistake. Like I'm not saying like you shouldn't get child support, but like to put you're just put them like that on there, it's a sign of disrespect. It's very stressful, and honestly, it's a it, it, to me it's abuse. Yeah, we should just eliminate child support in general. Just do a whole different system differently. Yeah, but anyways, that's a deuce after dark. That is a deuce after dark. So topic. Uh, without any other opportunity available to him, because again, military didn't really pan out. He didn't learn anything. He could take back to civilian life. He went back to Tending Bar in New Orleans to pay his bills and child support. Wow, but which now, is just unfortunate. Yeah, but now he owes child support and he has PTSD. Mm-hmm. And no one gives a shit. Yeah. At least if he had PTSD before, he, someone might have given a shit. Yeah. Somewhere out there, maybe. I don't know. I never found them. So <laughs> it was here that he meets a woman named Addie Hall. Oh, dear. Yeah. And Addie was known to many as an extremely creative and free spirit. Kind of sounds like she's a slut. <laughs> so she originally grew up somewhere in the Northeast. <laughs> so it's like nothing specific, just somewhere in the Northeast. Well, we don't, don't really be specific. It's all the same anyway, I, right? I haven't found a lot of sources. It kind of is. But I haven't <laughs> found a lot. Of, compared to New Orleans, it's the same shit. I haven't really found a lot of sources. I think at some point I did yeah. find something. I might have put it in the notes later on. But just general areas the Northeast. Yeah, okay. All right. So Addie moved to New Orleans in order to be her own person because she had a rough life at home. Hmm. So mm -hmm. Addie rode her bike from the French Quarter every day to work, and that was her main form of transportation. 
So she's one of those one nerds. One of those. And Addie was a bit of an artist, artiste. She spent her free time exploring poetry, exploring dancing, exploring poetry. Painting, I thought that you wrote poetry, but and my bad. Sewing. Wow, I'm gonna explore sewing. Well, the, those are her words. She explored all those things, which doesn't really leave her a lot of time for a job. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure she had a job. So on the outside, that might have been the point. You know, I'm just too busy exploring sewing and writing poetry. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a job. But she's a she's a young, fertile female. Mel, you don't need a job. You just no. need to open your legs to the nearest sap who's gonna pay your bills. <laughs> and honestly, there is no good person in this story. They're all kind of they're all kind of scummy. Yeah, just. A yeah, heads up there. Heads up. No one, no one's really clean in this yeah. one. So on the outside, Addie was living, uh, was living, but just below the surface, uh, wow, that sentence is really. I really. Oh, past Eli, past Eli, Eli what is your, so what she, is she, she was living living the bohemian lifestyle essentially yeah. and uh and on the surface it looked good but just below the surface it was kind of fucked ah. and Addie was dealing with some personal demons of her own like i said she grew up in an abusive home and as a result had mental problems <laughs> that Funny she thing. did not take care of mm. so her friends all stated that Addie was undiagnosed bipolar disorder which yeah. i mean <sighs> armchair fucking yeah, therapist. Everyone's got bipolar. Everyone's, everyone's got bipolar. this, that, and the other. Everyone's yeah. retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and she was known to get aggressive and nasty towards her friends after having too many drinks. Well, that's a lot of people. You don't need to be bipolar. I feel like that's you. Me? Yeah, I mean, that's why you never drink. Because you're probably like a real mean, terrible bitch when you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> she abuses me, everyone. She abuses me. <laughs> this is me coming out. Uh, hashtag me too. She abuses oh me. Oh my god! Uh, this is why. Uh, this is why I'm kept in the basement during research <laughs> hours. So not only that, but she was getting around town. <laughs> uh, not only on her bike, but on, on other people's other bikes. Things? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like bikeception because she was on a bike, but then she also was the bike. Okay. Yeah. See, you're getting it. Everyone got a ride, Mel. Everyone. <laughs> uh, and so she was hopping from one abusive relationship to another. Ooh. Because like, again. She probably didn't have a job. She was an artist, bohemian chick who was like in her early 20s, drinking a lot. She, yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. She got around. So not long after meeting Zach, the two began dating, and they found their mutual love for the nightlife in New Orleans. Oh, my God. And, they and probably avoiding their problems. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're, they're like the definition of avoiding your problems. Yeah. And responsibilities. So they constantly partied every night, relishing in lots of booze and lots of drugs. And let me put it this way. Zach was drinking while he was bartending. And then he would, like, you know, like hand his hat to the next guy. And then he would just, like, walk around the bar, sit at the oh, stool. and be like, that's All right, man, bartender, I want a drink. Damn. Yeah. So that's what he was doing in between his lines of cocaine and other oh. shit. So around Addie, Zach was an entirely different person, according to his friends, who felt like they deserved to have fun and let loose. For once in his life, he's like, I'm going to let the hair down and the balls droop. <laughs> and the relationship was almost entirely fueled by adrenaline, alcohol, and drugs. Oh, that's, that is a... That's a bad that, that's, news. That, that's a that's a recipe for story. success, man. That, yeah, that, that's 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 success. That right is there. a slow motion. That's that white privilege success. That's, yeah. the, that's the shit that's going to make you a CEO one day <laughs> of your own company, Fortune yeah. five hundred people. <laughs> so this made their friends really worry about them and say yeah. that maybe all of these drugs and alcohols, like a little bit's okay, but like maybe this. Maybe you much, shouldn't make a career out of it. Yeah, and maybe you guys like shouldn't be together. <laughs> like, 
ever. Like, don't even be friends with each other. Yeah, you should probably live in different states. Yeah, just like, you know, maybe you both should go gay at some point. <laughs> just mm-hmm. to avoid any, like, children between you two. Oh, my God. However, they both soundly ignored the advice of from course. their friends and pressed forward headlong into a relationship. But uh, the happiness was not long-lived. No. As you can imagine. Because in August 2005, what happened? Was that Katrina? That was Hurricane Katrina. They would it would strike New Orleans, killing over eighteen hundred people and causing nine hundred dollar nine hundred billion dollars in damage. And it's probably still recovering in some ways, but I mean you went you, you couldn't tell from all the white drunk people on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so in the days and weeks leading up to Hurricane Katrina, residents were strongly advised to evacuate the city. Yeah. I actually remember that. People were like, Yeah, maybe you should get out of there and everyone's just like, nah, fuck this shit, hand me the nails, I'm gonna board this house up. We got, we got this shit. Uh, and uh, Zach was asked to evacuate by Lana, who said that he could stay with her and their children. Because she oh, was okay. going up north to, yeah. to, for family. Zach, of course, was like, Fuck you, bitch, I do what I want. And he decided that he was going to ride out the storm in Addie's apartment. Uh-huh. It's like, I got this new girlfriend. We got alcohol and drugs. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die getting my dick sucked. Oh, my God. So Lana, of course, thought this was very immature and reckless and told him so. And, you know, kept trying to convince her husband or her ex-husband, sorry, to her do the su- right thing. Her support, the, support yeah, child support. Yeah, uh, she source. was more worried about him dying because then the child support would dry up. Yeah, seriously, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I'm, like, you know, besmirching the woman, but I'm going to besmirch all strippers who, like, put the men <laughs> on child support. Right, I'm, just, I'm just saying you're a stripper, right? Yeah. You don't really, like... Not, not that strippers aren't, like, worthy of life, but you don't really register as a person to me. You register as horse meat in a G-string. Oh, my God. But, you can't, it's, it's really hard to go to a strip club and put, like, a $1 bill in a stripper's ass crack if you look at her as a human. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it makes it really awkward because that's a Eli's person. Eli's just putting that out there. That's a person, and that's not a chew toy. <laughs> just saying. So, uh, yeah, so she was like, yeah, you're being really immature. And she's like, fuck you, bitch. I do what I want. <laughs> Respect my authority. I do what I want. <laughs> and once the storm hit, Zach's contact with Alana would just be entirely cut off. Yeah. In fact, everything was cut off. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach and Addie found themselves stranded within New Orleans with a small community of people who decided to stay behind. All the, the people who made bad choices. Well, I mean, the, they're the kind of people that are going to make terrible choices. They're living in New Orleans. <laughs> they're already making really... Uh, they're, they're in Bean Town. They're making choices shitty, shitty choices. Should not be emulated. So despite not having power, running water, and very limited supplies, they managed to live it up and enjoyed every moment of the post-apocalyptic lifestyle. Oh, my God. Uh, literally, this is like the, 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 like the high of their entire lives. Wow. Yeah, they're those kind of people. So they spent their days breaking into abandoned bars, gathering alcohol and drugs. Oh, my God. And with his experience working bars, Zach made cocktails for people in exchange for food. Wow. So they had this little barter system. And then many partied with a couple outside of their apartment building. Just like on the steps. You know, while everyone else was like drowning and like dying of like sepsis and shit. They were just getting drunk and having a good time. Oh my God. Despite the thousands of bodies floating face down in the water and threat of violence and death because of like the looting and no crime and there's a lot of rapes and murders that happened. It was like 9 11. Like when 9 11 happened, like the rapes and murder rate in like New York City skyrocketed because no one one is paying attention. No one gave a shit. You'll find that in her. In New Orleans, it's the same thing with Hurricane Katrina. In fact, any big event, that's the way it happens. Scumbags yeah. be scumbagging. So they were just having a good time. They lived it up. Saw it as just one big camping trip. 
They literally said it was a camping trip to them on their doorstep. A camping trip with floating bodies. Yes. And with New Orleans in shambles, it was hard to get emergency services to regularly patrol neighborhoods, especially their neighborhood. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's still the French Quarter. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the French Quarter. And in order to entice them back to their streets, Addie would show them her tits. And, you know, any car that, any like cop car or ambulance that would drive by, she would flash them just to keep getting them to come back. Oh my God. <laughs> they're, they're those kind of people. Wow. And uh, that's when the story of the strange couple living it up in New Orleans began to hit the news. It was through their antics. Really, I don't remember that. Yeah, man. I, I remember I saw a article in the Times Union, and then I'm pretty sure I saw like NBC or something cover it like, yeah. for like a split second. It didn't get like a shit ton of coverage up here, but it got decent enough that I noticed it. Yeah. And as soon as Zach and Addie's nonsensical antics were featured in a few publications, like I said, like the New York Times, uh, their fame would get them the nickname the King and Queen of Hurricane Katrina Survivalists. Oh, my God. That's a long-ass nickname. It is. And while the apocalypse would uh, break the majority of relationships, Zach and Addie somehow thrived. I don't know if that's really thriving, but yeah. Yeah, no, I would say it's for them, it's for thriving. Them. And the longer it went on, the more and more in love the couple fell. And they became really reliant. It's like, she's like, you're a man, it's the apocalypse, I'm going to snuggle up next to you because you're the least rapey option <laughs> at this point. Yeah, that's how, yeah. That's how And you have alcohol and food. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the, the, so they were falling in love as the apocalypse. They're like, oh my God, I love you so much. And they're making it obvious to all those around them that they would have been much happier if people never built New Orleans. What? Yeah. And as life progressed, the city was rebuilding, people were coming back, and the rest of the country stopped caring about yeah. Hurricane Katrina and all that shit. Zach and Eddie's relationship began to spiral out of control. Neither of them were willing to admit the party was over, nor were they prepared to start facing real-world responsibilities again. Oh, that makes more sense now. They when didn't want to pay bills. You, you don't, don't have to yeah, be responsible. They didn't want to follow a routine. They didn't want to go to work anymore. They just wanted to keep partying, and Zach hated child support. Yeah. He didn't want to keep paying child support. So he was, he was, and he was also no longer interested in co-parenting. He didn't want anything to do with them. Really? Yeah. He was oh, like, I don't want to be a parent. Sad. I don't want to pay a child support. I don't want to deal with this overbearing stripper ex-wife of mine. Yeah. I just want to be left alone and eat this chick's bush. <laughs> and on the other hand, Addie didn't want the responsibilities that came with Zach. She even told her friends that she wanted him, just not his life. It makes no sense. It kind of makes sense. Does it? Yeah. I mean, would you date a guy who's paying a stripper child support? No. No, exactly. I, exactly. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, you take the, the... It's part and parcel, man. You can't just say, like, oh, I want you, but not how you live. That's, See, you're thinking that's... like a man. I need you to think like a vagina person. <laughs> All right. I have to say vagina person because uh, not every vagina person is a woman. No, we're all. That's what a woman is. We know what a woman is. Do we though? Yeah. No, we don't need an expert to tell us what I, a woman I, is. I, I think I need the Miriam's Webster's dictionary over here, man. So with the hangover huh. coming and the honeymoon being over, they were desperate to keep the party going, and they were doing an extraordinary amount of drugs. Wow. Like a uh, Hunter S. Thompson amount of drugs. Damn. And the couple had a friend that they called Squirrel, who nice. kept them well supplied with cocaine. Ah. Cocaine. I fucking love cocaine, man. Mm. <laughs> so according to their friends, the couple started to uh, constantly argue and complain to them about the other. Of and course. when that happens, your friends are going to hate your significant other guaranteed. You do that to get them to hate them. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're dumb. 
Yeah. So according to their friends, the couple, they were again arguing, they were complaining about the other, and they began to fight, which exponentially worsened, and soon they were having fist fights. They were punching oh. the shit out of each other. Oh my goodness. Yes, because Addie was a very abusive drunk. Well, they say they were pinch- punching the shit out of each other, but I don't really see any indication that Zach hurt her. Yeah. Because, again, he probably would have killed her. Yeah. If he did military right so yeah so it's it's likely that she would just get abusive and he would take it and people are just siding with her because she's got a tits yeah i see i have big tits and i wish people would start siding me because of them (laughs) jesus so this started a long cycle of them breaking up getting back together having raucous makeup sex fueled by drugs and booze only to immediately fight once more when they run out of coke oh, and then proceeding goodness. into more makeup sex and more fights about the missing coke. That's a car crash that's turning into a train wreck. Honestly, that sounds like my high school years. <laughs> Everyone's happy until the coke's missing. And then it's like, you're all fucking scumbags. <laughs> the fucking, you could be snoring coke with the Pope and once the coke runs out, you go, you know what? You're a fucking child molester. <laughs> Uh, so at any given moment, it was impossible to tell what their relationship status was. Yeah. And they, I, I think they're the reason why Facebook got rid of that button. Because at one point, <laughs> Facebook had gotten rid of the relationship status button. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So the, they, they didn't even know who technically was the bad guy in the situation. It was so flip-floppy for them. Yeah. Unluckily, they were addicted to chasing the highs and the lows of being together. Yeah. And cocaine. <laughs> Might have been more about the cocaine. <laughs> So after several months of this abusive cycle, their relationship completely deteriorated. It got even worse. It, it, it gets even worse. So Zach wanted to end things with Addie for good, which that tells me that he was probably the one being abused. Ah. Because normally the one who, if a man's getting abused by a woman, he just wants to go. He just wants to leave. If a woman's getting abused by the man, she wants to stay because for some reason she enjoys it. I don't know. I don't know why it is, but that's just the way. That's what I notice. You know, men get hit. They're like, okay, fine. I'm going to leave. Yeah. A woman gets hit. She's like, let me suck a dick. I don't get it. Maybe I should start hitting women more. I'm <laughs> not laughing. I'm making noise because it's an audio medium, no, no, right? You no, know, that's your excuse. You're laughing a little bit. You're 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 you're, you're giggling a little bit. So uh, somehow Addie uh, convinced him to give her one more chance, which is likely the power of the vagina. Yeah, obviously. I've had plenty of exes who convinced me to stay with them uh, through the vagina. <laughs> I don't know how it happens. Black magic happens, but post nut hits, and you're just like fuck. So I get it. Yeah. So Addie and Zach decided to, quote unquote, start fresh by moving into their apartment at 826 North Rampart. And this is going to make you hate Addie and see everything that happened to her afterwards completely justified. Because <laughs> I do. In fact, I, I, would, <laughs> okay. I would have the same reaction laying, as Zach. You, all right, you're laying it out. Let's see yes. what happens. So uh, they moved in together. They got the new apartment, 826 North Rampart, which is the same apartment where the police were directed to by yeah. Zach in his, in his note. Zach paid the first two months of rent in advance, and the lease was put in both of their names. Do you see where this is going? No. I know where this is going because I have seen this happen to so many young guys by young women that this makes me glad I'm into older women. (laughs) Uh, This was a complete trick. Addie was tricking the fuck out of Zach. So behind Zach's back, Addie went to the landlord and uh, the the, the moment the the rent check had cleared and decided that she was the only one going to be on the lease. And the guy changed it. So she got the lease changed behind Zach's back. How is that even a thing? You can't do that. It's, it's a it's binding t- contract. Mel, 
It's scumbag landlords in New oh. Orleans. <laughs> Let's be real here. I'm lucky I've never had a landlord quite also, that bad. Also, it's a chick. She could probably be just like, he abuses me. I don't want him to stay. So can you just, you know, you know, put my name on there so that way he can, you know, I can no, like, get the cops. Wrong. Women do the shit like that all the time. You know, call me cynical, but you know, I'm just saying it's uh. it's a woman's world these days, Mel. So uh, she had the, had the guy change the lease, so it was only in her name. And that night, she kicked Zach out, keeping the money and some of his belongings. And to Zach, this was the final straw. He was like, I'm fucking done with this bitch. Wow, that's fucking awful. Do, doesn't it seem kind of justified what happens to her? I'm not going to say that, but that's just <laughs> But you can awful. see where he's coming from. You can <laughs> empathize a little bit, right? So at some point, for unknown reasons, Zach uh, went to Addie's apartment. I would say their apartment, but it's more Addie's than his. Uh, and while there, they uh, they got into a very bad argument and a fight, and uh, which led to Zach strangling, strangling Addie to death in the apartment. Oh, dear. Yeah. So uh, here's here's his note. Here's like, here's like the first snippet of his note. Today is Monday, October 16th, 2 a.m. I killed her Thursday, 5th of October. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. Damn. That's what he had to say about, about killing her. Damn. Yeah. So at the time of Eddie's murder, Zach was very drunk. Very, very, like, blackout drunk. And he admitted to the murder in his letter. He had also admitted to committing necrophilia and sleeping beside the corpse that night. Oh, God. Like I said, he's blackout drunk. Oh. <laughs> that, that's very Dahmer-esque. Because Dahmer had to get damn near blackout drunk to just kill the boys yeah. that he was raping and eating. So, oh so I get it. like, like you know, you, like you go to your ex's house, you're drunk, you wake up next to a corpse. You know, I get it. It happens oh to like God. him and Dahmer. <laughs> uh, so Zach woke up the next morning and got ready for work like it was just any other normal day, and he left Addie behind to decompose in their bed. Wait, wait he went to work? Yeah, he just went to work the next day. He just left her body in the bed. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go go to work." And all day he wondered about what to do, and this is where he devised a very disturbing tactic in getting rid of Addie's body. And this is where the cannibalism adjacent comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well we get it's not necrophilia adjacent because that's no no, no he, that he flat happened. out admitted to that. Yeah, no, he he left a worm in her. Oh. So Zach dragged her body to the bathtub and proceeded to hack her into pieces with a knife and a hacksaw. Oh my god! Which makes me question all the red rings in every bathtub I've ever seen. So you know, Seriously. I kind of get like that, like the orangey mold. Oh, is that tomato sauce? Is that mold or is that blood? You know, honestly, like if I, if I was doing this, like I would like drag the body to the bathtub and say, you know what? I'm just gonna call someone and admit that I did this because the, just the cleanup alone. Nah, I I can't. I couldn't face that. I'd be like, <laughs> just I, there's just not enough paper towels in the world. That's your complaint. Paper. You know, it you really got, is. You gotta get bouncy, I'd man. have all the tools out and everything. I'd have a plan, and I'd be like, I, it's gonna get on everything. And you're like, there's not enough bu bubble scrubbing bubbles, and there's not enough fucking toilet paper. There's just not. There's only so much that soft scrub can do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, so that's why you you choose a less sloppy way of getting rid of a person's body. But then you do, but that's I kind of like the Heisenberg special, <laughs> where you just like dump them in a barrel with acid. It's like that's, a, that's what Dahmer did. He just left them in the barrel with acid in his bedroom. Well, that's what was the that big yeah yeah in, in the movie yeah and like the TV show movie thing yeah that that was his barrel of acid where they found body parts oh, and like bones and shit. Oh man, I think it was battery acid. Too. I think he literally just drained a shit ton of batteries into it, like car batteries into it. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, it's real just, fun. Just too much work. Nah, not really. 
You just have to be committed. Like, you're just afraid of commitment. You have com- <laughs> you can't commit to a damn thing, right? <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah, he dragged her body to the tub. He did the hacky hacky. Probably played with the tits for one last and just one 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 last one for the road. And then he stored her pieces in pots and pans before stuffing her trunk in the fridge. I, it's, I mean, assuming he was, you know, very drunk and high doing like, how would you? How, you would probably would you, have to be drunk and high to compartmentalize stuffing your, well, you're, your he's literally compartmentalizing into the fridge. He's literally yeah, compartmentalizing Literally putting her in tiny little compartments. <laughs> They're all little Tupperware containers. This is really messing with me. Wait, wait. Maybe that I might, too much coffee wait, or not was, enough. What was that Ryan Reynolds movie where he was like a serial killer and he was like working like a toilet co- like a toilet factory or whatever? What? And like he was literally killing women and then like like putting them in like little like Tupperware containers that he just like had stacked all over his apartment. I gotta I try to find Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's got Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's like one of the like the craziest fucking movie. You'll love it. I'll find it later. No, we'll, I won't. We'll watch it. No, yeah, hell yeah. So uh, he, he stuffed the trunk in the fridge, some you know, stuff in the pots and pans, and various other parts ended up on the stove and in the oven. Oh my god! And police, when investigating the apartment, believed that his behavior was linked to cannibalism. Oh, because it's like this isn't a pot, so he must have been eating. Yes, well, I mean, come on, you, you found like cooked pieces of a woman on a stove and then in, in the oven and in was the fridge. Yeah, he he cooked portions of her. You know, he had a snack. <laughs> you think he had a nibble? Just, just you know, just curiosity. I, I just hope he had an oven thermometer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, what what temperature do you cook human meat? One sixty five. Like everything else? No, pork's one forty five. Well, well, then I guess human I, would be yeah, one forty five. I think you could get away with pork temperatures. But then again, you're like pork is the sushi of meat. Yeah, man, you can eat that shit raw, man. It's, it's big beef that makes you think now that I'm pork will give you parasites. Beef. All right. But now I'm just imagining you like tackling a hog and just like gnawing. I on can the eat you alive, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but you want to give that motherfucker a bath first. <laughs> Get through all that ah, fat Ah, man. Yeah, I had just enough coffee to get that dark. <laughs> Is it the dark roast over there? Oh, my God. Uh, so, I, they were unable to find any human remains in Zach's digestive system. So oh, that's so why they like, like yeah. you know what? We're going to have to look for this because... Yeah, they, they literally looked for, like, portions of her and him. They couldn't find any. So, that's why it's, like, cannibalism adjacent. But then how do you... Because <laughs> it's like he cooked her, but he just didn't get to that step. how do you... What? Now I'm curious now. Curious why? why? Why what? Did he not have the right silverware? I'm Did sure, he not have the right I'm sure that, no, no. I'm sure a guy who lost all of his money in the scam that she did and doesn't like to have a job, I'm sure he needs food. But so he didn't like, actually eat it. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, why he did probably he just wasn't not, hungry enough and he probably didn't have the opportunity. Hungry. He had money, but he but was pretty much But you're smelling broke. that meat and that's not making you hungry? It's making me hungry just thinking about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just like, you know, it's just like, it's like, uh, it's just making me go like, fry like bacon, picky. Fry like bacon. Oh my God. That's why I'd be whispering to like the frying pan as I'm like, like cooking her cervix. Mmm, bacon. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to make some kind of I can't laugh at that because it's just bizarre. You're, you're laughing at it every single one of these jokes. You're just bizarre. telling the people that you're not, and that's disingenuous. We're not Democrats in here. We don't lie to the people. Oh my god! When you hee hee and ha ha, we let them know. <laughs> <laughs> and they could not see the seriousness in my face, but I take that shit seriously, motherfucker. He does. So uh, yeah, like I said, they were unable to find human remains in his digestive system, but it's clear that Zach intended to eat her in order to get rid of her. Wait, wait. So he was gonna 
eat the whole wait it just eat her that's like armin muse yeah like, he managed to but it took him a long time to work his well, way no, through that guy's was, entire body he was right? savoring it oh okay he was savoring the the the, the english guy and he was trying to enjoy it and figuring out how to All cook right, now it. i am genuinely yeah. laughing i know you are i'm sorry <laughs> just because but the, see when you only have one opportunity <laughs> in your life to eat a dick you make sure you you do your homework first on how to properly cook the dick armin muse wasted the dick i'm just saying gonna eat human dick you gotta know how to cook it first yeah, if anyone hasn't listened to our arm and muse yes, episode do it. <laughs> that one was so much fun it's like your favorite one it's like one of my favorite gay german ones. cannibal what's not to it love was it's like so a ramstein video horrible it was so horrible but he was just so he was just like a cannibal nerd yeah but i don't think he committed a crime but I know I, I, already, I already said my I, piece on that episode. You told me that years ago when we were working together, yeah. and I'm like, "You what?" It, it's like it's like <laughs> it's like Charles Manson. I don't think Charles Manson should have had gotten life in prison for what he did. Oh my god! Technically, he didn't do anything. He just spoke an idea out into the universe, and a bunch of drug addict psychopaths heard it, and it's like, you know what? Let's do it. This guy's our messiah. Oh my god! So so so, th- so this guy he's like, I don't know how to get rid of his body. So he was just, yeah. How, he unless he had a chest freezer. <laughs> I don't How, know, you can't man. eat that much meat. No, you you you, you can you can you, you can store that much meat, especially if you cook it ahead of time and properly preserve it, like beef jerky. You can wait. Fit he was going to turn his ex girlfriend into jerky. Probably that's what I would do. Shit, if I get hungry enough for you, I'm going to just like turn you into beef jerky or mel jerky. Oh my god! And, no, I'm just and imagining I'm gonna put, like, him a bunch of like cayenne pepper and shit on it. Call it like smack your mama hot jerky or some shit. Oh my god! I'm just imagining him like he shares it around or like he even makes a company where he's selling jerky and somebody's no, eating it. No, that's like, Dahmer. was putting like little pieces of like people in the chocolate factory. No, he wasn't. I just <laughs> like to think he was, but he was obviously offering the poor black people in his apartment building ham sandwiches. The whole sandwich which, which thing is true. Just yeah, which is which is me. true. His neighbors like she was like on the news and she, she made was talking. Damn, he made damn good sandwiches. He kept offering me sandwiches, like meat sandwiches, and like you just see the look of realization enter her face live on the news when she's just like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> oh shit!" You said that white boy ate them. Oh, so is that shit. like this guy's neighbors get suspicious because he suddenly had like a he's suddenly a case. cooking? No, he has like a case full of white bread delivered to his house. <laughs> Just the fucking fry hopper truck pulls up outside. <laughs> the guy gets out with a pallet of bread. See, this is the absurdity that gets me with our show. Is it? Is that everything's really dark, but then the really dumb shit sticks with me. Like, if you have that much meat, because I, I run the, the kitchen <laughs> yeah. here. I run our household. You have that much meat, you're not going to be able to eat it in time. No, no. Here's the thing, Mel. You know what's going to make me suspicious as a neighbor? When I have two drug addict neighbors who I know for a fact, they just order out every fucking meal. And for like a week straight, you just hear them cooking and the sound of sizzling meat and they're not ordering and anything. And only one of them comes in and out yeah, of the apartment. You get suspicious. <laughs> that's when you call the police. That, that's when you That's when you get... Well, I, need, I needed the Alex Jones clip of him talking about him, him being willing to eat his neighbor and skinning them alive and shit in the basement. I will eat your ass! Like, I will eat your ass. I will hang you from a fucking chain. I will skin you alive, and I will eat you. You think my, my kids are gonna starve? They're not gonna. They're starve. not gonna starve. I'm gonna eat your ass. I fucking love it. Oh my god, that shit was so funny. 
They're putting chemicals in the water and turning frogs, frogs gay. gay. <laughs> I love how you're reading the book. You're reading his books and you're just like, wow, this guy's really smart. And I show you the videos and you're like, this if is I the knew, same guy. Like, if I knew him ahead of time, I would not be reading his books. <laughs> but he's still right about everything. <laughs> he was never wrong. Uh, he, was he was never, never Alex wrong. Jones never wrong. Yeah, Alex Jones is a goddamn <laughs> hero. He is. So in in his in his note, his suicide note, uh, he wrote halfway now, Alex Jones. <laughs> the dumb shit we're talking about. <laughs> Zach. Zach, not, not Alex Jones. <laughs> just to, just to just clarify, clarify, Alex Jones is still alive and yeah. well. Uh, to, the best of, to the best of our knowledge, Alex Jones has not skinned his neighbor and eaten his ass. Not yet, but not he's ready, yet. man. He's, he, uh, you can hear them sharpening the knife in the Pending the, back, the results man. of 2024, he might. <laughs> he might yes. end up eating his neighbor. <laughs> so if you're, his, if you're in his neighborhood, pay attention to both side, both neighbors. We don't know which neighbor it is. But if they're not mowing their lawn when, like they normally do, you might want to check suspicious. it out. Ask Alex Jones if he's got to grocery shopping anytime soon, and if his children are starving. That's, that's been your PSA from the news. He answers the door news. and he just wipes his mouth. Because <laughs> he's like fat and hairy, but he's got like his suit on, and he's just like, and then he "What just, do you want?" And then he just screams because he's, he's like, "You know how hard it is to get human remains from in between your teeth. There is not a water pick in the world that can take out that much carnage, and it's making me gay." I, yeah, I admit. Dick, that doesn't mean I'm gay. I'm a survivalist. That's the shit that you would say. It absolutely is. Oh I did it to survive. And Jesus, my Lord and Savior, you will understand when I reach the pearly gates, I will be led into heaven. He's like picking foreskin out of his teeth. <laughs> no, he's like flossing with the foreskin. It's like, huh, surprisingly elastic. Stretchy. So uh, in his note, he wrote, halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you are now in, came after a while. I can't believe he wrote all this down. I can. They're psychopaths, Mel. He's a, he's a fucking psychopath. I scared myself not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I loved for one and a half years and then desecrating her body, but by my entire lack of remorse. He didn't even feel bad about it. Which, again, I don't blame him. Given the proverbial ride that she put him through, I would not would not be a man of judgment because oh I would probably do something similar to the bitch, too. Wow. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, Especially when you only have a few thousand dollars. That's, like, that's all you have is she takes it all. It really sucks. Yeah. It really, really fucking sucks. Yeah. So the police noticed that Zach had turned the temperature down in their apartment. And they said it felt like a meat locker when they first entered. <laughs> uh, yeah. This... That, uh, poor choice of words. Yeah. I'd... But Alex Jones couldn't say it better. No. So, no I, applaud, I applaud the New Orleans PD on that one. <laughs> so the bathroom was cleaned very well. A little too well. A little suspiciously well. And there was only minimal evidence of Addie's blood. See, again, I can't even imagine. <laughs> he was that. probably in a manic state when he was scrubbing. He's like, fucking scrub my balls, work fast, oh bitch. Oh, my God. Probably had a little Wayne playing in the background or some shit when he was scrubbing <laughs> it. So, Jesus Christ. So, uh, the, the bathroom was cleaned as suspiciously well. There was no other really sign of Addie's you know, body except for the blood. And, in fact, besides the body parts that they found, there was really only one other, no other sign that the things were a bit off. You know, it was, it was just a little bit of blood, her body parts being on the stove, and then the shit he wrote on that's his a, that's walls. That's a pretty big... Th uh, <laughs> on his walls? Yeah, he wrote shit on his walls. So Zach, at some point, proceeded to spray paint his thoughts and all of their glory 
on every wall throughout the apartment. Because oh he God. might have lost his shit a little bit. And he wrote things like, I love her. I'm a total failure. Look in the oven. Don't call my mom. I'm joking with the last one. But he, he said, look in the oven. He, he had that written in like big words. He also spray painted Lana's contact info uh, so the police could break the news to her. Oh, my God. Which I'm sure she was really happy when she got that you know phone call. Yeah. Uh, but she did say she was surprised when they told her. Yeah. She was like, huh, that doesn't sound exact. I don't think he would, like, murder a woman, eat her, and then, like, kill himself. <laughs> it's not the man I knew. Is that, like, is that like the Taco Bell killer where, like, I don't know what it was, like, his, one of his exes or something? Or friends yeah, were like, it's like, like no, that, that can't, that couldn't have been him. And they're like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Every think woman he, he murdered said, nah, it's not you, as he's strangling them. <laughs> But then when they said they, when he was arrested, there was I don't know, was somebody in his life was like, yeah, I kind of think they maybe he, he yeah, could have like done that. Yeah, it was like his ex girlfriend. She realized that she's like, wow, this jewelry I'm wearing is really, really familiar for some reason. Oh my god! And then she's like, oh shit, it's my roommate's jewelry. That's right, the one she that disappeared. disappeared like ten years ago. <laughs> oh, no, maybe it was, he like, couldn't have done it was like a couple years ago. But anyways, <laughs> so Zach's friends stated that around this time he was in fact acting strangely and was quiet in the time that they saw him after her death. Did they say like, "Hey, you get a new hobby"? It's like you seem strangely relaxed, Zach. But what are you? What kind of weed are you smoking? The kind that kills her girlfriend. I'm like, I strangle the bitch, and then I ate some, her ass. That's from the, with the uh, the spray paint on the walls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that would be like we went to crackhead energy, man. It's crackhead. He might have been doing coke to have the energy to do all that shit. But that like would the same be like night. a haunted house thing because we went through that haunted Mel, house last Mel, month. You're that jumping, would you're jumping ahead. That would scare the shit out of me. You're jumping ahead, Mel. You're what? jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. No, I'm just imagining well, you, the spray you, paint. You reading my notes? You no, read my notes, bitch? The spray paint and like the Oh, you love haunted houses now. Body. Ever since I, I do ever not. since we went to Liberty Ridge, which by the way, go next year, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, but ever since I took you there, you're just like, Oh my god, it's amazing. I love this shit now. No, no. It was fun, but the the, the doll room was so The doll room. <laughs> that, that's because what got it you. was because it was quiet. And then there was just all these, oh, see, it's making me, there was this doll, was like all over, there was like a life-size doll in the bed, no, it was, that was dark. A person. Oh my God, you just totally just went right through my chest. That, no. that was a person. Yeah. You didn't the hear person, them talk to us? Uh, that was recording. No, there was two people in there, man. The one that oh popped out the God. wall and the one in the bed. Because the one in the rocking chair was the one that said. Yeah. She's that, like, that, that's the bitch. Do you want to play? Yeah, and then the, scared the shit out of me because it the, was fucking quiet. The motherfucker in the bed cackling. Oh my god! Yeah, I was, didn't know that was it, real. It was a person. It was, it was a real person. But All yeah, right. you could definitely do a haunted house oh, thing yeah, with that kitchen like that. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you already have everything you need. You got the bitch in the oven. You just poke out her head. So going, hi, you guys want oh some dinner? Oh my god! Well, bon appetit, motherfuckers. They ride, they ride the fine line between <laughs> jump scare and stroke. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I mean, really, he he really stroked. Oh my god. So Zach's friend stated, like he like like I said previously, he was a he's oddly weirdly calm after the murder, almost like he got a lot. Of stress off his chest, <laughs> and since Zach and Addie shared lots of friends, <laughs> they began to ask therapy. him where she went. They're like, you know, we haven't seen Addie in a while, and you're really happy, suspiciously happy. How goes his child support payments? <laughs> so Zach told him that Addie just went back to North Carolina. So that's where she's from, North Carolina, yeah. which is just northeast. And some friends <laughs> were surprised, and others weren't. Hmm. I think the ones that were more his friends weren't surprised. And those that were, were probably surprised. Yeah. So Addie's bipolar disorder made her unpredictable. 
Yeah. At, at, at best. So it seemed fitting that during a tumultuous time in her life, in Zach's life as well, that she would run back up north. Yeah. And with some friends asking even more questions, Zach realized that what he was doing was beginning to fall apart. Maybe because he's not, like, in the best state of mind to concoct any plans and how to get away with, like, murdering and dismembering your ex. So oh it, it just seems like it's just going to fall apart really quickly. So Zach would metaphorically and physically beat himself to death over feeling no sense of remorse for the murder. And the days leading up to his suicide, Zach partied like he had never done so before. Oh, my God. Because he had, like I think, like... 12 1500 bucks to his name at this yeah. point so he just decided to blow it all on hookers and blackjack <laughs> so he spent his savings zach went to strip clubs he drank he did all sorts of drugs and he slept with whores and presumably at their place because i'm not really sure that he could bring them home to yeah his. pretty much and he even says so in, in his suicide now he says i've known forever how horrible of a person i am ask anyone and decided to quit my job and spend the 1500 bucks i had being happy until i killed myself so that's what i did good food good drugs good strippers good friends and any loose ends i may have had wow that might imply that he might have murdered other people because when i hear loose ends i just think murder I've been ruined by mob movies. <laughs> so he said, I didn't contact any of my family, so that'll explain the shock. And had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now, Zach Bowen. Wow. Yes. And the moment Zach ran out of money, he went to the rooftop of the Omni Royal Hotel on the 17th. He opened a tab on the rooftop. He drank with everybody to the point of blackout. And that's when he decided to take his nosedive. Wow. Once the tab ran out and he was well drunk. And police noticed that his body did have bruises. They had bruises all over his body that didn't seem to have any connection with his jumping off of the building. Uh, it turns out that they were right because Zach had given himself 28 self-inflicted injuries, which represented every year that he was a failure. Holy and shit. And the crime scene Zach left behind was a reflection of his inner demons. Yeah. And the fact that maybe somebody needs to pay attention to war vets. Yes. And to this day, the legacy of Zach's murder and suicide is remembered along numerous ghost tours in New Orleans. And they will take you to right to the front door of the apartment building. Oh. They'll even take you to the hotel. Oh, my God. And I think, I think it, like, it, it ends at the hotel rooftop bar where like, everyone just that has drinks. That is macabre. That's macabre as shit. And I will say this. The apartment building does exist. And, yes, they renovated it afterwards. <laughs> Which probably means they painted over everything. So, you know, landlords, they'll just paint white paint all over everything. <laughs> they don't even, like, take off, like, the light switches, like, plates. They just paint yeah, over no, it. Yeah, they just fucking paint oh, over it. Oh, there's a booger on the wall. Classy. Just paint yep. over it. So, like, every time yep. you go into an apartment, and there's, like, little, like, like, look, there's, like, three little dots, yep. like, little bumps. That's just, like, buggers or yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't need to open these windows. Yeah. Just paint over them. Yeah, honestly, they, they don't even, like, wa like clean the walls. They just paint over the dirt. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that's all I got. That is the case of the Katrina wow, Cannibal. Wow, that was really sad. Yeah. That was really sad was in so many though? different ways. Was it though? Really was. I mean, you see what I mean by like saying that nobody was like a hero. There's no good guys. Yeah. They didn't even really get justice. But then again, I mean, what kind of justice could you could you get in that situation? Yeah, it was just really sad. And America needs to take care of its veterans. And we need to stop marrying strippers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You don't marry the things you play with, all right? You don't grow up to marry your G.I. Joe. You don't, I mean, you married your G.I. Joes to your sister's Barbies, and then you put them in concentration camps where they were raped by the other G.I. Joes. Oh, my God. You're telling me you didn't do that with, like, your brother's G.I. Joes and the Barbies and, like, have wars, and they were, like, dragging the Barbies off into the bushes and shit because it's, like, Vietnam? Am I the only one that had one of those childhoods? <laughs> 
then you put like the barbie in like a guillotine and chop the head off no or like you like strap like a rocket to like the gi joe and set him on fire like it's toy story am i really the only one that did shit like that really no, we we did other things. Yeah, like like do, what? Like what did, no, what did he do? What did he hold weddings? No, no, we had this extensive story with. I don't. You can't laugh though. You I ready? can't guarantee you can't, anything. My Little Pony. <laughs> Jesus Shut Christ! Shut up! You're a there brony. Were, You're had, a brony. This was when they were just toys. So this is before we, the child molesters got a hold of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, no. But we had this whole elaborate storyline, and some of them were actually war veterans that had. Scars from their war. So I had that's what that's what curling irons were for. <laughs> you burned them with the curling irons well, to give them, give them scars? scars. That's yeah. way worse and, than and what this, I was and doing. This, Jesus, my little, you were this particular them. My Little Pony also he had PTSD. We knew what that was when we were kids. You were torturing your toys, man. At least what there I was did was a my little, There was a My Little Pony who had abortion remorse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> how did you how did you the play that abortion the, remorse? <laughs> You just have her like with a razor blade cutting her wrists or some shit. She would fly off and have her remorse in another room while we were playing other doing other things. What does that even mean? She was a Pegasus, so she could fly. What but does then that the even Barbies, mean? But then the Barbies were—I don't even know if they were technically Barbies. I think they were might have been like the gem dolls because <laughs> like, like, they had like the, the, the 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 Kirk Kirkland brand. Br- no, Barbies. no, that, that was like you know, gem. It's truly outrageous. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Gem. The well, toys, was, the toys that they had was, was the um, ones I could steal. You were watching a show that mentioned Gem the other day. And you're like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, Gem. The, they were like rock stars. So we, I, it I wasn't Barbies. It was like, and she and her, she was trying to kill all the ponies. Um, so they had there was like what a you're war, doing sounds a lot okay? worse than what i, I was doing know. and man. i and i wrote it all i was a writer even then so i wrote all right, it so all you, you were kind of doing what story. i was doing but you were way more fucked with it than i was because people were like oh, i play i dressed up my dolls <laughs> and like, no, did the I, hair I, I and i'm like my, no my they Barbies were abortions they were <laughs> and i burnt their faces with side they were like war veterans and there was just all this drama and like people were like and i had cannibal my little honestly but also your wife is a 4chan meme but see, that's the thing. Like, we've been doing, like, the Chris Chan episodes and yeah. stuff. See, shit like that used to be, you just do that in your living room. Yeah. And then it didn't the get broadcast the to the entire world and then forever. all your child porn see, fan art you made not, with, like, My Little Ponies was just going on, like, 4chan. If I had mentioned it on here, no one would know about it. No one would know that I used D&D manuals to roll stats for the ponies. That is so fucking nerdy. And I would nerdy. put them all down on, on index cards. And those were the original D&D manuals, too, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I still have. I still, still have some. I still have some condition? of them. No, they're in shitty condition. Oh, yeah, you're not gonna give a shit. <laughs> no. Do they at least have the covers? Uh, yeah. So some of them are no longer really attached, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I can imagine how many days you spent jerking off to the D and D manuals. I did not. I could never get anyone to play with me. But no, I liked. It. I loved reading about it. So what's about changed it, now? You still I can't loved, get people to play with that you. That is absolutely true. My number you're of friends like, is at zero. You walked up to me at work one day. I was like, "Hey, do you want to play D and D?" I was like, "Fuck no." Fuck you. Hell no. <laughs> oh shit uh but yeah the, the, and honestly man i it was a great way to, to end the episode it's a, honestly. yeah it really was in this case to me like it's i, I kind of knew most of the stuff already because like i lived it as a child but it's rare for me to get like the actual events as they were happening in yeah. real time because i don't think there's any other case i really saw in like real time yeah. except for maybe casey anthony which we will cover at some point. I don't know. You, that, you seem to pay an awful entertaining. lot. You seem to spend to pay an awful lot of attention to Chris Chan when that show's going on. Yeah, but Chris Chan isn't the one that's ongoing. But uh, he's a lot different than like 
you know, you know just other people. <laughs> He's different. <laughs> Uh, that's all I gotta say. And people who have listened to Chris Chan Part One or the first saga of Chris Chan, yeah. you'll you'll agree he's different. <laughs> he's a whole different category. Uh, In fact, he's the reason why that I now have a category folder for our episodes titled Culture. Culture. That's right. We are becoming more now, cultured. We- <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Chris Chan is very cultured, all right? <laughs> Especially the things that he's been doing in the news recently. He's cultured. Oh, Trust me. my God. He might even be based. Giga Chad based. Oh, I don't know about that. Hey, you might have you might, you might, you might want to this entire time. You might want to change that folder name to Lolcow. Lolcow? Yeah, maybe. Because maybe. <laughs> I've been I've been getting going down the Lolcow wormhole. There's a lot out there. Yeah. A lot of assholes That's a downward spiral right there. Yeah, like that fucking weirdo named Cyrax. Yeah, anyway. He's like 22 and looks like he's goddamn like Gollum from, from Lord of the Rings. Really yeah, creepy dude. But they all tend to go, like even Chris Chan at some point, they all go like the really dark, weird route. How many of them went toward like the cannibal? The, the kind route? that draw my little pony porn like you. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> and on that note, Mel, it's a lovely Thanksgiving. It's a lovely it holiday. It is a lovely Thanksgiving. And I don't want to ruin Turkey. everyone's Thanksgiving day, so we're just going to wrap up the show, let yeah. you get back to looking at your aunt's tits over a pile of mashed potatoes. And I hope you have a lot of really good pie. Yeah, honestly, let us like know. Let us know about pie all the pie with whipped cream, cherry pie, I kinda, apple pie. Well, okay, okay. Are you a pumpkin pie fan with graham cracker crust or like regular pie crust? I, I said this is going to get me in trouble, but. It doesn't really matter because I'm not really that big of a crust person. Me, I'm all about the graham cracker, man. I don't know, man. I'm all about the graham cracker, the pumpkin pie, because it just like the, sprinkle the, the, the crunchy stuff on that delicious pie filling. <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, but okay. I so, want to so, eat my so the, the issue pie with I spoon. have with like the dough pie crust is that it gets hard, it's brittle, it's chalky. It just takes away from the flavor, and it takes up too much of the pie. You get but, less pie. Yeah, but if you can pick up the pie from with a crust, like a slice of pie, and it doesn't break, yeah, you, I like you, that. You can get that with the graham cracker crust. You just gotta know what you're doing. Oh, I don't know, man. But yeah, that, that's why I love, man. That's, that's why, like, like, like forever, the grocery the store had the pumpkin pie <laughs> cheesecake because it was like the best part of the pumpkin pie because it had like, the graham cracker bottom, uh, but it was all pumpkin pie filling. It was literally no different. I would be it was, into that. But it was like thicker, and it was, it was like you take the pumpkin pie filling and you mix it with the Cool Whip, because you don't put whipped cream; you put Cool Whip. Oh, anyone, that's right. That's anyone right. who does it whipped is cream a, is an abomination. Okay. It is un-American. This is triggering and You deserve for him. to be murdered. I need to talk him down now. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the wooden Indian at the cigar shop will come alive on Thanksgiving and bury his fucking tomahawk in your face <laughs> if you put whipped cream and not Cool Whip on your goddamn pies. Suck a dick. <laughs> All right, suck a dick. Uh, let's let's plug our shit. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's plug our shit. Plug our buttholes. If you want to have a sense of community for whatever reason, you can follow us on X. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give Elon it to Musk you. Elon Musk should seriously hire you to do that. X gave it to way too many women. <laughs> we don't talk about what it the, is. He gave them the little D. <laughs> Which is like, I think, the name of a porn star or whatever. Anyways, if you want to have a sense of community, follow us on X at the Deuce underscore podcast. Yes. For all your podcast inducing X felon needs. <laughs> we will fill that deuce shaped hole I, in your life. I will fill that hole with all my deuce. I will put my deuce in you. You will love the deuce. Uh, anyway, you will thank got, us for the deuce. We got some 
interesting more more episodes yeah, coming always up. do i got you know more operation mockingbird more chris chan yes, that's right Operation Mockingbird. more atp that's like their next operation mockingbird episode because we went like months between them yeah. operation mockingbird we just did the uh the albany hauntings part two finished yes. that up that again has like been months in the works so we, we got new new atp once we get off our asses and decided to be serious and cry a little bit after we yeah. get done shooting the show that's when we're going to do that yes um as far as like you know big things chris chan's the only big thing we're doing outside of the holidays uh, i'm still gonna be covering murders and all the other shit i am working on a few you know, you know recent serial killers that the research may be ongoing for the next like yeah. two years just as soon as the trials happen i was looking into the idaho quadruple murder case with a guy i still hold on to some of my earlier beliefs that yeah. maybe they rushed him without enough evidence i'm not necessarily going to say he's innocent or not because again i don't have all the information i was going to do a follow-up episode with that but there really isn't any information and they postponed his trial that yeah was to that happen. was the big thing they postponed yeah, the trial like it wasn't even like the trial it was like to set the trial date yeah was in june and they postponed that for the time being and that was months ago so we i don't fucking know what's going on with that so that may be like another year at least before we get into that yeah fucking debacle <laughs> uh so we're just you know uh, but I'm, I'm looking for newer newer more recent events to talk about because i know that's what the people loved yes they, they, they not i don't want to say they love the idaho shit but like that was our most successful podcast episode that you guys really gave a lot of love I'm trying to find more of that because I know I've been de dealing with a lot of older cases, a lot of stuff that you've probably heard other podcasts do before. And I want to get to what made us great in the first place. <laughs> no shits to give and covering shit no one else had the balls to do. Exactly. Because we got balls, Mel. We got lots of balls in the deuce. <laughs> we got shit on our balls. That's how much balls we have. Oh, my God. When I shit, my balls hit the water. Splash. And on, on that, that note, note Mel, we only have one piece of advice to give to people. What is it? Don't, don't fuck, fuck in, in the, the woods. woods. And if you're going to eat a bitch, go through with it. Actually nibble on her thigh, okay? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Those of us that deliver us some evil want to thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. For the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash deliverussomeevil or email us at deliverussomeevilpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods.